Star Trek IV, the one with the whales! Following hot on the heels of the previous two movies, Kirk and crew are headed back to Earth to face a court-martial for the shenanigans they pulled to save Spock. But a giant space whale probe beat them there. Someone has apparently been talking to the whales of Earth? They lost contact with the whales and sent a V'ger 2.0 whale edition to figure out why. Also, it's accidentally destroying the Earth. And seeing as the whales were hunted to extinction in the 21st century, there's no one to answer back in the 23rd. So it's not stopping anytime soon. What's an admiral to do? Slingshot around the sun? Travel back in time to the 1980s? Steal rescue some humpback whales from a cute marine biologist who tags along for the ride, of course? This is some grade A Star Trek shit right here. The plot's not complicated, the science is loosey-goosey, and 30 years in the future we're just as confused about the 80s as the characters are. This movie is a delight, it's comedic and wonderful character moments. I have no sass, I'm just gonna go watch it again. where we talk about Star Trek loudly and at great length. I'm your host, Green, joined as ever by Ari. Hello. Kim. Hello. And special movie guest, Elise. Hello. We're here to talk about the one with the whales. Woo! <laughs> Which, full confession, guys, I didn't watch, <laughs> but I have seen twice before. Mm, and yeah. I pretty much remember it because I didn't hate it. I really enjoyed this I one. love this yeah. one. This is my so favorite cute. Star Trek movie. Other than how gross planet Earth looks, <laughs> yeah, but which I could talk about at length because that is seared into my memory. I'm like, mm-hmm. why so, like, oily and sweaty and dark? <laughs> I am ambivalent about this movie. How? It was there. It was fine. It was a children's movie. I'm. It's not my favorite that we've watched so far from original series movies. It was I I loved it. It was delightful. It was funny. Um I think I liked it because it was not terribly complicated. Yeah. And they didn't trip over themselves trying to They keep were that just enjoying themselves. Yes. Yeah. They just picked something simple and they went with it and it worked. They finished a movie and they finished <laughs> It was great. It's got an earnest environmentalism yeah. theme, which I, I oh, really, yeah. like is very Star Trek, is very 80s. It was so delightful. I was like, is yeah. this Captain Planet? It very <laughs> much is. Yes. It had real impact on the conservation movement, too. Mm. Uh, there was a documentary back in, oh, the 90s sometime that was like people who become marine biologists because of this movie. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah, it's inspirational. You feel good at the end of it. The mm-hmm. only thing that I really disagree with is Kirk and Spock man wrestling on the ship at the very end and then falling into the water together. That's okay. my only criticism. That was unscripted mm. and it was started by James Doohan. <laughs> they they He's wrapped such it. A cat. They wrapped it and they just kept filming and then James Doohan started pushing people into the ocean and <laughs> it all just sort of kicked off from there. So, I would like to start with the one piece of trivia that I would like to share from this film. That answers some questions that we had about the last film. Mm. 
original drafts of this script had Savick remaining on Vulcan mm-hmm. because she was pregnant with Spock's child, <sighs> following them totally having sex on Planet Genesis. You're welcome. Oy. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're Thank welcome. Thank you for leaving that out of the final draft. Oof. Yeah. Or are we? Yes. I mean, she does inexplicably stay on Vulcan. That was one of my questions With in this Spock's one. Mom. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, yeah. I feel like they didn't so much as cut that out as just didn't explain it. Well, it's not in the last script. Mm. Like, so it wasn't... But it's weird. It's weird. It's, it's weird. There's a beat where you're like... What, why? Especially what? considering the circumstances around the, like, said boning. Like, it was not super happy and... Well, we don't know. Like, brainless Fox seemed fine. Brainless <laughs> teenage... She, yeah. She oh. seemed into it and she seemed... She was doing it because it was the most efficient way to handle the matter. Like, literally. Okay. <laughs> Like, all it requires is some finger stroking. Surely you could just cut, like, a branch or something. Ew. <laughs> Ew. 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 Stop. No, no hand gestures. No. no hand gestures. Stop. Stop. So this movie, um, the very first thing we see is the dedication to the Challenger crew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So the Challenger disaster was in January of 86. Mm. So, Ten months before it came out, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which... I like, yeah. because I feel like a lot of Star Trek is that inspiration to explore into space, yeah. and I know mm-hmm. it inspired a lot of astronauts, a lot of people working with NASA, and I think that's a nice... Yeah, mm-hmm. I liked it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is another movie uh, with Leonard Nimoy at the helm. Mm-hmm. Well, because that was yes. after you see the Challenger disaster, the next thing you see is a, a Leonard Le- Nimoy <laughs> film. Yeah. yeah. Not shy about uh, about who who made this film. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the first time a Star Trek movie has been directed by an actor who is also a main actor in the film. So the mm-hmm. last one, he just kind of showed up at the end and was like, "Hey guys, I was mm-hmm. and hi, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just gonna walk away now, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and collect my paycheck, <laughs> <laughs> a very large one, yes, a double one because I'm actor again, yes." Um, and producer, I believe. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. This movie that? also has the very first on-screen female starship captain. <gasps> yes, mm. the captain of the Saratoga. Yeah, who does not get named, unfortunately, but was still very important. Okay. Does she die? No, the Saratoga survives. What's the Saratoga? The Saratoga. The it's just a ship. Is yeah. it the ship that first sees the whale probe? Yeah. Is like, yeah. 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 Ugh. It's depowered, but... <laughs> so the first ship that sees the whale probe and is like, yeah. why is there a whale probe? What's the yeah. Arthur C. Clarke one that's very much like this? Like the tube in space? Rendezvous with Rama. <gasps> yeah. Rendezvous with Rama is one of my favorite science fiction novels of all time. It is like literally, hey, there's a thing. Let's go explore it. Okay, that was cool. I love that book. I love it. But yeah, it's probably... There's great uh, comedy beats in Rendezvous with Rama about the bureaucracy on Earth slowly expanding through the book where it starts off with like three guys in a room going, Mm -hmm. I don't know what's happening. And by the end of it, it's like a conference, like a a stadium auditorium with like all of these bureaucrats. And it's amazing. Uh, (laughs) Korean space is magical currently. Are you joking? No. So the cylinder is... That's the best science fiction book you could... That, that? It's one of my favorites. The plot that you described is why I hate that <laughs> book so much. Okay, then here's this amazing, fantastic science fiction thing. But let's not talk about that. No. No, they no. do. It's mostly about the exploration. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, here's the this thing. Are we going to explain that thing? No. It's just a thing. Oh, do we get any explanation or, like, consequences? No. 
Anyway, the, the giant cylinder whale probe was probably inspired by the description of the the, the ship, the tube, the probe, tube. whatever in that. It's but, for sure uh, a tube, a giant yeah tube that looks like it's made of rock. Yeah, just a rock, which tube. is interesting. Yeah, with a glowy thing that comes out, the, looks the, kind of like an anglerfish. The yeah. glowy dangle. Yeah. Yeah. But despite its like awesome, terrifying powers, this one, this Star Trek movie, is the only one where nobody dies. There's almost no violence. What? Yeah. There yep. is my best. Yeah, yeah, let's let's do Death. this right now. Fucking zero. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nobody died in this. This really? is why this yep. is why I I was halfway through when I realized that this is this is this is a children's movie. It's well, a movie for I kids. Mean, Nobody dies. Not and a- the comedy was very child centric. Um but <laughs> Okay. Tone it down, Kim. How much time do you spend with children? Because I don't think they'd find a lot of that funny. Yeah. No, they would not. Most the thing is that, that most Star Trek does not have the death count that original series does. <laughs> um, yeah, this one is is well known for being the one where nobody dies, where there are there's almost no physical violence. There's no weapons being discharged, even to stun mm-hmm. on screen. They try twice, but they fail. Mm. Well, that's not true. Kirk uses a weapon to melt the doorknob. Mm -hmm. But, like, there's no violence in this movie. I I agree with you, Kim, in a way that I think this is a family movie. It Mm -hmm. is, absolutely. That's probably a better way of putting it. It's a family movie. It reminds me very much of all the movies I used to watch from the 80s when I was a kid. It's like Mm -hmm. E.T., Goonies, in Uh, that kind of... I don't know about Goonies, but, like, it's in that vein where it's, like... I don't know how to. I don't know how to explain. That's it. why I liked it. We were yeah, finally out of the yeah. grimdark. Yeah. Yes. I thank God the I, sun I, has come out. Yeah. I get what you're saying because a lot of like the visual gags of the invisible ship, <laughs> and they. Oh, to be quite honest, they lost me at the hysterical chase scene. Well, they might as well have just put the Benny Hill soundtrack in there. I loved that. In the I hospital? Hate... Oh, yeah. No, that delighted no. me. Yeah. Not in the hospital when they were chasing Chekhov through the Navy ship. That was perfectly oh, in character. That. It was yeah. absolutely on brand. I hate his ass. He is. That's, that his, that's his brand. Delightful. It was great. I, that is where this movie lost me. I hated that. <laughs> okay. Kim, do you like cartoons? Uh, some cartoons. Okay. Like, which okay. cartoons? <laughs> <laughs> I was about to call an exorcist. <laughs> I've never actually seen Archer. We can be friends. Okay. <laughs> no, no. I just had to play. So I'm like, do you? Because it sounds like you don't like the physical comedy visual gags. I like it when it's appropriate is, to the medium or to the, low, to the, the genre, like, like, low scale physical comedy. Like, yeah. there's very little of it. But it's more. It's more than we usually oh, see yeah, in yeah, Star yeah. Trek. So it's kind of it. It's edging into that kind of almost cartoony, which yeah. I love. Like, yeah. personally, it's my favorite like, thing ever. I think but... it's a good match, yeah. honestly, for the actors involved. Yeah, absolutely. But I can see if you don't like that kind of thing. But they thing. did a really great job, and everybody was still in character, and mm-hmm. it was enjoyable to watch. So, mm-hmm. I love this fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Um, we also get to see, speaking of bureaucracy, we get to see the Federation High Court mm-hmm. in this movie. It is the most aliens we see on screen until... I think the second uh, TNG movie, like at one time, because hmm. there's, I think there were there were upwards of thirty different alien uh, prosthetics, not counting the ones we'd already seen. And this is the first movie and introduction to the Star Trek family for Michael Okuda, 
Yeah. Did I get that right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Holy crap, guys. Yeah. My yeah. memory is on fire. Good yeah. job. Um, who has a long and storied history with Star Trek and doing prosthetics and yeah. alien design. Mm-hmm. And there's some very cool aliens in this, especially in the court scene, which yeah. is the part that I rewatched when I came home at like 8.30 at night. <laughs> <laughs> it's the bit that I caught. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, Michael Okuda is involved in the... I thought he was the production designer. I thought he did the sets and stuff. He did the sets. Yes, on this okay. movie, because he's gone on to do because he's he's design. He and I think it's he and his wife. Yeah, and are um, the production designers yeah, basically they did, like the yeah. consoles and Michael yeah. Westmore is yeah. the other name. Michael Westmore is yeah. a makeup artist. Yeah, this is a big big. There's moment. there's several it, of them. Visually, it felt more like the Star Trek that we're yeah. that I'm used to, yeah. like mm. that I like from Absolutely. like twenty fourth century Trek. DS Nine Voyager. Yeah, it, it definitely this is the felt... aesthetic that the majority of the Star Trek canon is in. Like stuff comes after this, but cleaner. Yeah, so much. Emphasize how much cleaner it <laughs> yep. was. So this much. movie is dirty. It's well, dirty the past is dirty. They but went to the. So they always do this. Even when they're on like the Federation high, p- whatever, where mm. all the giant TVs are, it still looks cleaner than San Francisco. One TV wasn't enough. We have to have three giant TVs that it look like they're raining. Mm. It's so dirty in there. <laughs> yeah, but it's still like by by com- contrast with like San Francisco of the past. Mm-hmm. It's like shining clean, yeah. which I think was very deliberate. In the my past memory, is gross. it is like dripping with oil. Wow, I did not see that no, at all. Not no, even a little is there bit. a lot of like? It's raining. Rain. Yeah, it's yeah. raining I because yeah, <laughs> it's raining and it's dark. It's, it's gross. Well, that's because the probe is ionizing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the Elise, water and Elise. It's, yeah, Elise. Yeah. What's the science of this movie? Uh, Lucy Goosey. <laughs> <laughs> Although they actually, at one point, and this was more than I expected from them. They describe what's happening as the atmosphere being ionized, mm. which actually would explain planet-wide storms. Mm. But, like, the speed at which it comes up is hilarious. Yes. But I'm going to let it go because it looks cool. <laughs> Do we ever learn what the whale probe is saying? Is it just no. like, no. Hey, no. hey! Hey! Guys! We don't even, guys, know, if, hey. we don't even know if there's actually anyone... <laughs> <laughs> they should have tried that. Yeah. We don't yeah, even know if anyone try talking slow. We don't even know if there's actually anyone in the probe or if it's like automated. I assume it's automated. If Does it's it turn around when it hears the whales? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, like, just, like, they have a little conversation and then it turns its around. back in and then turns around. <laughs> turns around and leaves. So in, in my memory of what I remembered, uh, like the very, very little that I remember of this movie, in the end, the aliens take the whales with them. Oh, and that no. did not no. happen. No. No, in fact, no. in later canon, they actually use like genetic stuff to recreate the species just in case this ever happens again (laughs) and they and the federation um council like the earth part of the federation council actually has someone whose official job it is to take care of the whales and make sure they're doing okay (laughs) okay question yeah Mm. because again i'm going off of memory do does kirk and co have the conversation of well shit we need whales what should we do go back in time and yeah no it just happens does it just happen or are they like well, there's no, sort of like, a little discussion. Yeah, although most of it is like significant looks across the room and Bones going, what, I don't, no, are <laughs> yeah. you fucking are you kidding t- me? Are you saying, I, I just want to be clear, Yeah, time travel is always an option for these guys? Apparently. Spock is actually the one who suggests it. And he says it as if they've done it before. Oh, they have. They have. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they have. The, it's like every five The way Spock yeah, okay. comes up with the idea is very matter-of-fact. It's like, well, the whales were extinct. We should go back in time and get some. I'll plot a slingshot, co- slingshot course around the sun. We're ready to go. Well, it's Who more wants like, to go back in time? Basically, yeah, because yeah, Spock is, like, at this point, he still doesn't really have most of his, like, person memories. So he's like, so, I mean, you know, there's none here, but... Uh, 
there are some in the past. And then they, Spock and Kirk sort of share this look across the bridge. And Kirk starts smiling. And then there's some other, like, not specifically related banter. And Bones goes, no, 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 no. Pointing at both of them. Okay. It's for the record, that's insane. It is. But look who we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Okay, but, like, how am I going to solve most of my life problems? Well, fuck, I guess I'll just slingshot around the sun and go back in time. Yeah. Like, why aren't they constantly antiquing? I'm... (laughs) (laughs) There is that antiquing scene in this. That's true. (laughs) Although that's, like, the reverse of that. Yeah. They're taking old things back. Antiquing, yeah. critiquing. Yeah. But no, when when Kirk takes the glasses into the antique store and sells them, Spock is very concerned. He's like, "But those were a gift from Bones." And Kirk's like, "Yeah, and they will be again." Yeah. <laughs> He's selling them to get them into the market so they'll end up with Bones in um, the future. Yes, but I'm I'm actually quite glad that slingshotting around the sun is not a viable time travel option they don't really for the rest use of the it. Only for them. Yeah, yeah just them. They're if special. you have a ship called... Or wait, do they have the Enterprise at this point? No. Nope. What did they're they steal the, this time? It's the Klingon ship they had at the end of the movie. Yeah, but they stole. Uh, and they rename it the HMS Bounty. Because they oh, mutinied. Because they mutinied. And also, so that, okay, they're heading guys, back to Earth. That would be Spock's... At least 50. No, 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 no! Spock did not mutiny. That's true, that's true. Spock was dead. Spock is the only one in this movie <laughs> who is not guilty of mutiny. Die. He was dead yeah. for the entire movie last time. So yeah, yeah. He, didn't actually... he is the only person in this movie who is not guilty of mutiny. I made a note of it because I was so pissed. <laughs> but then he volunteers himself at the yeah. end because yeah, he yeah, feels yeah. left yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, they're my crew, I'm going to hang out. But he wasn't going to get punished. He's still like... Well, in the novelization, um, there's an extra line that got taken out of the movie script because he says... Um, I stand with my crew, or I stand with my friends in the movie. Yeah, he, he, yeah. There's another line in the book. He says, "My fate will be their fate will be mine." And there's like this long moment of silence of the Federation Council, like looking uncomfortably at each other and looking at Sarek and like, "Oh, oh okay, <laughs> I guess." I love yeah. Sarek so much. Right, Sarek's great. He's so great, and he's wearing some like bitching brooch at the end. Right? Yeah. Like, oh, Vulcan bling is the best bling. Yeah, we have this this court scene where the Klingon ambassador the that I saw the Klingon ambassador <laughs> so let's is like that for the I feel like you podcast. would really enjoy that you would have what? enjoyed this because the Klingon ambassador is yelling at the Federation Council that James Kirk is a terrorist, <laughs> which arguably is true. Mm-hmm. And then Sarah walks in wait, and he's wait, wait, like, wait. Mm, "No." No, but he like are accusing him of being like a renegade and a terrorist. It's like there is points. Renegade, I mean, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Renegade, absolutely. But I would technically not terrorist. Technically, because not, his because... whole thing is like that the innocent Klingon crew was murdered by Kirk, and then Sarek walks in and he's like, "Um, can I interrupt with some facts?" <laughs> because they were in a space where they weren't supposed to. The be Klingon so... ship itself was actually mm-hmm. renegade yeah, exactly. at the time, exactly. So, so, which they brought up, and he was like, "Humph." Yeah, basically. <laughs> Yeah. I, I really appreciate style. that, like, Klingon Arbiter robes are basically the same a hundred years later. I appreciate that a lot. Yeah. It's like the Klingon nerd outfit. If you wear light colors, you're a nerd. Aww. Yeah. It's hard to be a Klingon. Poor Klingon. So, Mom from Seventh Heaven, guys. I loved oh, her. Oh, was that who that was? Yeah. Yes. The second oh, Seventh Heaven. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Love yes. her. She was fantastic. Great. She's great. She was so great. rocking, like, the yep. 80s hair. Yeah, her hair was so big. blazer yep. with the shoulder pads. So. And the skirt yeah. that matched. Just before I got here, I almost got run over by some lady with exactly the same hair. <laughs> 
and it, her hair was like it had. I don't even understand how it like is out that much. It was probably perm. It was oh a perm God, for sure, one hundred percent. Like everything, I loved the eighties aesthetics about this because it was all just like mm-hmm. that's what the world looked like. They, they yeah. Star Trek has a very grand tradition of going yeah. back in time to the <laughs> yeah. today, yeah. except Deep Space Nine, and they go back in time a couple of times to not different, now, but totally right. different times. Yeah. yeah. But, um, and they just plonk you right down in the middle and what's going on it's around cheap. you mm-hmm. is yeah. like so cheap. And it also made space for some, uh, um, product placement advertising. Oh, yes. From yellow pages yeah. with yeah. the yeah. fingers. Let your fingers do the walking. Amazing. That was amazing. There's a little trivia bit in, uh, Memory Alpha about the product placement. This is the first time that product placement has been used in the film. And it wasn't used again until the reboot Star Trek movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's Where true. horror asks for a Budweiser. <laughs> remember that was that the second one that's the first one oh, they also got all the, oh, the right. nokia thing yeah. they've got, they got their list. nokia yeah. ringtone in the car in the first yeah. movie too yeah yeah um i really like the little spock relearning his brain scene with his mom because amanda mm-hmm. is the best mm-hmm. um that scene actually made um in the reboot movies when we see baby spock mm-hmm. at school and he's in like the learning pit yeah that's sort of what this reminds. Yeah. That's what this, that was a playoff of this, which I didn't know where the hell they got the idea for the learning pit from. And yeah. <laughs> they yeah. are learning pits. They're they learning are. pits. They stick them in a hole, yeah. surrounded by screens, and like learn. I mean, I to always be fair, school would have been nicer if that was the. Yeah. You don't have to talk to other students. Yeah. You just focus on your shit. I love oh any God, scene with Amanda in it, but she's particularly clever in this one. Like, in some ways, his relationship with his mother is like on like. A little bit adversarial, but not because she's like, you know, you are human. He's like, yes, yes, mother, I am Vulcan. And then she sort of pokes at him in the same way that his friends do. Mm-hmm. Well, it's Which, because she knows him better than he yeah. knows himself. Yeah, because the computer asks, how do you feel? And he's like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? <laughs> and she walks in and he, she's like, he literally says, mom, I don't understand the question. But I love you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's like, I have to go back to Earth. To testify. And she's like, oh, you have feelings. Like, no, I don't. <laughs> God, mom. She's mom. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And she asks, she's the one who, like, restates the thesis statement from the last movie, which is basically um, because he's like, he doesn't understand why they saved him because it made no sense logically at all. And he's still not really back to his tinges of human and okay with itself. Uh, and she's like, well, let me ask you a logical question. Mm. If the good of the many outweighs the needs of, of the good of the few, then you stand here because of a mistake. Do you think that's true? And he doesn't answer the question. <laughs> he just goes off to help his friends. It's like, aww. But anyways, Seventh Heaven Mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She I really liked, she is not into Kirk at all. No. No, not even, not a, little even a little bit. No. I think she's kind of gay. Like, no! she's got that, like, the truck aesthetic going on, and like... Son of a bitch, at least like, you're right. Like, she's not into Kirk at all. No. Somewhere, she kind of side-eyes Spock. So there's, somewhere there is a list of, um, like like, cinema code hints mm. that I haven't seen in many years, but I remember seeing it, like, back in the 90s that there's a conspiracy theory that that was intentional. I yeah. would, like... Because, like, she doesn't have, like, a significant other. She's a main female character in a movie in the 1980s, and she doesn't have a significant other. And doesn't other. end up with anyone. And doesn't no, end up with they anyone. they force her boss on her, which nope. they almost... It looks like they oh. almost tried to do. Yeah. Well, he tried, tried to. Her he boss, tried to. Her she boss was, was like, like... Her boss was creepy as shit. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah Douchebag yeah. Bob. Um, yeah. D-bag Bob. Yeah. He called her kiddo, which I was like, 
Oh, push him in the tank. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and but the no, whole you might thing, hit the like, whales. we're sending the whales away without you, so to like spare your feelings. I was like, fuck you, buddy. And yeah. she just slaps him across the face, which, by the way, was not scripted. <laughs> she actually hits this guy, and he did not expect it. <laughs> Seventh heaven, mom. Dang. Yeah. yeah. Um, dang. At least you were really right because yeah. Kirk is doing his a smooth this effort. Like, hey, baby, like, okay, so, I'm from Iowa. Yeah. Well, I mean, he only really cranks it up near the end where he, he can stop focusing on the crisis. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, you're so cute, but no. But yeah. he schmoozes. Like, he's he like, schmoozes, yeah. yeah. From the but it's a different... Give me your way. But it's a yeah. different tone like, than, like, series Kirk. Uh, because... I was a little uncomfortable with Kirk's facial expressions that were aimed at her, like, especially, like, in the dinner scene. Yeah, the dinner scene is awkward. Yeah. Because yeah. she's not into it. No, she yeah. is really not like, into no, it. No, but she thinks it's funny. Yeah. She, yeah. Like, she's she's interested because she's like, oh, well, this is a great evening. Yeah. Please no, keep talking. She's like, I have nothing else to do with my yeah. time. Yeah. Please sell more. So when I first watched it, I assumed it was because she's like, oh, you're old and senile. Mm. I literally did not understand why she kept hanging out with him and, like, why she even let them into her truck in the first place. I would have just blown past him and been like, bye, weirdos. She, like, and you would have missed an adventure, yeah. Tim. And she, she was desperate, too. Otherwise, yeah. I don't think she would have. She would have just written him off I think it was just person. that, like, they piqued her interest enough about the whales that she's like, I mean, these whales, one way or another, are going to die. These guys are crazy, if there's but anything, hey. <laughs> it's impossible that they're telling the truth. Mm-hmm. She has to try, and I really respect that about her. Her mm-hmm. and her, her beat up truck, and her I heart. I, I love yeah, the I heart whale whales. sticker. Yeah, there was a sticker. There's also. Um, was it I stop for whales? No, she no. had she I had a custom whales. license plate. Oh, oh no! Uh, which what said was it? I think it said whale lover. Oh, gross! That's yeah. she she also no. calls Spock Ditsy, which I thought was <laughs> yeah. delightful. Yeah, the, like you know how you can tell what era a movie is from by like which words they choose to replace yeah. what would obviously be swear words. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Spock's attempts at swearing in this all the time. Oh like, my god, I love that. It's so cute. We're hella hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I love all the bits of Spock and Kirk on the. Bus? Yes. Yeah, Kirk I love that. Bus. That was Kirk so cute. Because, like, I know that feel. And mm-hmm. the applause after Spock yeah. nerves and just, it's like, oh, kill that guy. Yeah. Just just throw him out the window. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, and that's I felt this what movie. all those people they're, in the bus were so feeling. Likeable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're so likable. Yeah. So likable. And I think it finally lets the actors be as likable yeah. as they are. Yeah. And the boy in the, uh, like the whole... Yeah. So they get pills? Like yeah. So, okay, so there's like four more, like, two deleted bits and mm. two others that they don't they filmed. Instances of him, like, temporarily sneaking off from the group to cure someone with oh. future medicine. Oh. I think my favorite part of the movie was the old woman wheeled through the hospital screaming, He gave me a pill! I grew a new liver! That's all I have to say. That was my favorite part. <laughs> where she grew a new kidney. Yeah, that was so hilarious. This is like yeah. this little old lady in a wheelchair. So excited because yeah. she has a new kidney. Speaking of unexpected How actors. How she know? Well, they, I guess. The doctors had tested and they were oh, all talking yeah, around okay. her. They're like, I don't know. what she's just okay. Because she was like, I'm here for dialysis. And Bones was like, this is barbaric. Take this pill. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, also, then she could feel it growing in her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We also get um, Admiral Ben Sisko's dad. <gasps> yes, that was my question. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Right on here is uh, is the Admiral, S- the actor who plays Papa Sisko, and it was that the the Admiral, the one in the really sweaty facility. Yeah, the head of Starfleet Ad was Ben Sisko's the actor who plays Ben Sisko's father, oh. Joseph Sisko. Um, yeah. Is he credited as such? No, he's not supposed to be Rock oh. Peter Sisko. Oh. No. Uh, ben Sisko's father never. Was not a, he did not approve of Starfleet. Starfleet. No. 
Who but yeah, but yeah, he's yeah he's the admiral. I think he's in one other movie and in a smaller part, and then yeah, he's he's Joe he's Joseph Cisco, cool. who has a substantial role for someone who lives in a completely different care- planet from the rest of the cast. And yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They named the ship that they took the Klingon ship the HMS Bounty, and in fact painted on the side. Before they vote to go back to Earth to face the music because they're all up on charges for They're a bunch of pirates for Basically, God's yes. Okay, we need to talk about this scene where they are fixing up that ship. What the fuck were the Vulcan technicians wearing on their heads? What are Vulcans <laughs> ever wearing on their heads? They were like red rhino horn hats. Nice. So they're really weird, but you see Vulcans. Yeah, but they're consistent about it, right? They keep wearing them. They like, were engineers. They were working on sweaty, gross physical labor fixing it. I have no idea why it looks like that, but some of the ambassadors in the court scene are also wearing them. Some the hat the is where they keep their powers. They there did not you make go. any sense. They were sure. terrible yeah. and I hated them. They're like space elves. They never get dirty. It's they fine. Are. It's fine. It's yeah, they're all they're all wearing like yeah. completely white so outfits. Distracted by those hats, <laughs> I was I was not, but I was all I could see in that scene, and I was just so mad. <laughs> yeah, so the the probe thing, I guess, was basically like a huge EMP because it they didn't gave people headaches, right? No, no, no. no. It just shut off all the power. So oh. it ionized the atmosphere somehow. I don't know enough about meteorology to know if an EMP would do that if it was big enough. I don't know. Ionizing the atmosphere I'm go would no. Uh, do we do get the a ocean. little like it was Yeah, the ocean was evaporating. It was evaporating. Yeah, it became like clouds. I felt like they were yeah. like sticking yeah. their heads clouds. into the water and like ruffling yeah, them. Yeah, because clouds the become rain. Yeah, that in yeah. the end that was coming down yeah. on the Whatever. Whatever. It messed up the right. weather. We yeah. do get a little nod this to is the like fact the plot of the Avengers. Like yeah. Yeah, let's be clear. We do get a little nod to the to the fact that um <laughs> Sorry, but you that your voice gets really weird because your your voice is behind oh. your hand. <laughs> yeah, um, that Earth seems to be mostly solar powered because they actually make note of the fact that we can't survive without the sun. Mm-hmm. See, there's a little bit of their environmental agenda. There's mm-hmm. quite a lot in this movie. Yeah, I would also, Kim. I feel like you could probably weigh in on this for me as well. Spock's bathrobe. <laughs> oh my god, Spock's goddamn bathrobe. <laughs> yeah, like. It's a giant, it's literally made of terry cloth. Yeah. It was a giant yeah. white bathrobe. Yeah. With massive bell sleeves with these, like, bubble things, like, like, rings. Space bands. Space bands. He's wearing this weird brown belt, which, okay, so in the grand tradition of Vulcans going to Earth and needing to hide their humanness, uh-huh. he ties on a bandana. <laughs> which he, is rad. He what? does this by tearing off a strip of terry cloth and wrapping it around his head. Why the hell doesn't he just use the belt? Because his robe would fly open no, and it wouldn't. expose him? You, no, when you see him putting that robe back on, that is a one-piece robe. It wouldn't clothes. look as cool. Is he mm. wearing anything under the robe? He is wearing yes, space he's wearing underwear. Yes, underwear. And, uh, underwear. He swims with the whales and mind melds with the whales in his it's, space underwear. In his space underwear. Yeah. Yeah. Which yep. outfit was auctioned off at uh, the rap auction. <laughs> oh, no, no. Nobody yes. bought his space underwear. Someone bought no. his space underwear. Oh, whoever bought his space underwear has problems. Oh, That's really not the shirtless scene I needed and or wanted. No, he's, he's wearing, wearing a shirt. He's, he's wearing, wearing an undershirt. And really? Like, mm-hmm. he's wearing like a, a full nightwear. Yeah. He's wearing like a, a like a t-shirt. It was actually quite high and covered him. Like and a cap then, like, sleeve um, t-shirt. Mm-hmm. They weren't quite 
briefs, but they weren't like a bikini. They were like boy thing. shorts. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Boy shorts. Yeah. So do you think that during the filming of this, he was wearing nothing underneath that bathrobe? No, like, I need no. To play it would chafe. I honestly think he was probably just wearing his street clothes under that bathrobe the whole time. It's probably too warm. Yeah, because they filmed in San Francisco, didn't mm-hmm. they? Also, and Vasquez rocks. Vulcan was Vasquez oh, rocks. Oh, Vasquez rocks. James Doolin. Am I saying Doolin. that right? Doolin. Doolin. Close enough. Looked so jolly in he this. He does. I love later Scotty because he. Yeah, jolly is exactly the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He gets to do things. He's charming. I like it when people are trying to be sneaky. May I just say that I very much enjoyed um, Sulu seducing a helicopter out of that guy. Yes. yes. <laughs> is there a missing scene somewhere in there? The only way to explain Not how he got that. that helicopter. Oh, yes. He absolutely. the pilot. For mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, there's no missing scene for that. There is a missing Sulu scene where he meets his great 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 grandfather on the yeah. street. He's a little kid. He like Correct. runs up and recognizes him because I guess he looks like someone in his time and starts talking to Sulu in Japanese. Aww. And Sulu answers him and like he scurries off and whoever's with him, I don't know who was supposed to be with him, asks, Who is that? And he's like, My great 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 grandfather i guess but they brought the kid on set and the kid just couldn't do it yeah they had to cut the entire thing poor muffin that's a shame but it's okay because he got a date with a pilot yeah so that's good how long were they on earth for like like they were literally there for like a night like they were there for two days yeah Yeah, which makes me respect seventh heaven mom even more So She's I like, just met you, so and this is go crazy. But I'm getting on your spaceship and going to the future and fuck my present. Yeah. <laughs> well, sure. It's like... Guys, she gave up everything. Well, she said she had nothing. Yeah, she's a lesbian in the 80s. She's, she's just like, fuck everything, I'm out. She's I like, mean, I got nothing but my so whale. And she was from San Francisco, it wasn't getting any better. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, you know what? God, that's even more evidence. Uh, yeah. Jeez. Huh. Son of a gun, at least. I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're really, really right. <laughs> because even at the end, like, Kirk's like, uh, hey, baby, like, uh, I don't even know your phone number. <laughs> and she's like, I'll find you. Yeah. Kiss yeah. on the cheek. <laughs> yeah. Science. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's really a lesbian great. for science. Yes. And I do like at the end, like, she attaches herself to no man. <laughs> nope. And she's just all about the whales and science and could not care less about anything else. Which, yeah, I think she's one of my favorite she, female characters in yeah. all the movies. I love her. Yeah. I always loved her. She's great. We get some really funny, like, um, because they approach Earth and they're like, oh, something's wrong. And they get, Earth sends out, like, a planetary distress signal, uh, which is like, uh, so we're not open to visitors because Earth is about to be destroyed. Mm. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Do they not have an evacuation plan well, for Earth? I feel like they should. Yeah, but I feel like something that looms up and takes away all power is kind of beyond what they plan. Yeah, I was going to say, I think mm. a planet Earth planetary evacuation plan would require them to be able to have power and get ships to the planet. Because when it approaches at that space dock, the first thing they do is say launch all ships because they're trying mm. to get it out before the before yeah. they can't but anymore. They can't open the garage doors. They can't doors. open the garage doors. Mm-hmm. I'm it, sure they have like manual procedures to get those open, but they didn't have time to show us that. Question? Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but wouldn't like thrusters that are working not so much on sparks but fuel, wouldn't that work anyways? Don't ask questions. I don't think they don't really have like gas. Everything pretty much requires a charge. A loosey goosey. (laughs) I mean, it's it's an EMP, right? Mm. Even even cars which run on fuel still require electricity to work. And EMPs work on cars. They need a spark. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, but, like, you can't start a car if it's been hit by an EMP because it screws up the parts that start the engine, even if it's What if it was started. an old-timey car? Even old-timey cars still no, need to... No, because they're crank. Well, <laughs> okay, very, very old-timey cars, yes, but I don't think any spaceships run on crank. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe they should. And, in fact, <laughs> later on, um, we get a message from not the Saratoga, but another ship. Yorktown. Which is the Yorktown. <laughs> Two of my favorite ships of all time, so the this Saratoga is, and the Yorktown. So this is funny because we see... We see Two other starships and two on Earth. Um, and they're all ships except for one. I can't remember which one. There's like a whole article in Memory Alpha. It's like how they had some historical irony going with the naming of the ships in this movie because they're mostly ships that were destroyed. <laughs> why would you do that? I don't know. Aren't sailors supposed to be a superstitious lot? Yeah, but that's why they keep renaming ships the same thing over and over again. Because they it doesn't count as a loss. That, like, Maybe this time it won't explode. <laughs> yeah, Gosh, basically that's it. I'm about it. to embark on the SS Titanic. <laughs> Maybe this time, guys. Maybe this time. Yeah. It's kind of like how, like... Uh, submarines that go RMH missing. Lusitania. Can't wait to get aboard that. It's kind of like how starships that... <laughs> the Hindenburg. <laughs> submarines that go missing and never return and aren't confirmed destroyed are considered still on patrol. Yeah. And ghost submarines. Basically, mm. yes. What you were telling me is that there are ghost submarines. Legally, yes. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but the, the, the Yorktown sends a message to Earth that says they're, they're trying to create solar sails to keep their power going because their entire electrical system has been Why taken don't offline. they always have that? Because they normally have, like, 15 backups, and they were all taken out by this giant impossible probe. But... It's, like, the biggest EMP that's ever existed in the history of time. It's but, like if they were caught in a supernova. But if I was a badass alien... Uh-huh. Wouldn't that be your first, like, plan? I'm gonna throw an EMP pulse at it, and then there's no power, and then well, yeah, but this was in. They talked about how this is, like, so powerful that no ship could possibly... Because they first think it's a ship, and then they're, like, they get too close. It's like, no, it's way too powerful to be a ship. It's so much power that no conventional ship could possibly generate it. Yeah, so they get close to Earth, and they hear all these messages, and they're like, oh, fuck. And then we have the time travel, great idea conversation. Yeah. Can we talk about the time travel montage? Is there oh, a yeah. It? I hated it. I'm still it really was... confused about it, and I've seen this movie a dozen times. What's the times. montage? It's so weird, like, their faces pop out of, like, some sort of weird ether, and they, like, fade off, and they're, like, hand-drawn. I don't know. Why Kirk has this, like, fever dream as he's going, Is it and just it's... Kirk, though? I think it's just Kirk. No sense because the rest of the film. the way they presented it, it's, I think you, like, it's a close-up on Kirk's face, then you have these, like, statuesque figures of each of the characters come up, and there's, like, bodies floating and they're yeah. over water. It's like it's it's hallucinations. It's halluc- I assume, yeah. But I've never been sure if it's just hallucinations or if this is some kind of time travel puts us all into a group consciousness, and this is a mass hallucination. It makes sort no of no sense with the rest of the film. It is never referenced again. Nope. They don't never. do it on the Not way ever. back. I love how they don't do it on the way nope. back yeah. either. It's just like, well, Kirk decided since I'm going back in time, I might as well drop acid because everyone was doing it. Basically, yes. Uh, I I visually loved it though. Like it. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It makes no sense, but but it looks cool. It's so cool. (laughs) I also like the conversation where they figure out that it's whales. It's like someone sat down and was like, "How expediently can we have them realize this?" Because they play it, and I, I don't know who it is that Spock is like. Well, they're directing the the signal towards Earth's oceans. And everyone just goes, snap, snap, snap. Oh, it's whale song. Mm. And I also really like that this is a species that has been extinct for hundreds of years, but apparently the extinction of whales is so tragic a human event that everyone on the bridge recognizes the sound when it's played. Well, everyone now recognizes the song of the dodo, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, no, it's only Spock who recognizes it, and then he goes to reference 
yeah. uh, the material. But Spock's so, not from Earth. No, but he was in that learning pit. So <laughs> <laughs> To learn all the extinct species yeah. on every single planet? I, well, probably I Earth. would like to talk to their curriculum designer. Yeah. He was trying to learn, relearn all the stuff that he had forgotten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe he was, like, a whale nerd. Like, some kids are dinosaur nerds. My favorite part of this is when Kirk directs Ahura to filter the sound for depth and salinity. Like, Mm -hmm. salinity? So, like, make sure you account for the salt in the ocean. Well, no, that actually does make sense. Mm -hmm. Because salt adds a huge amount of density to to water. It's why salt water is floatier than regular water. It's just the weirdest detail to include. There's a... There seems... I think there's an exhibit about that in, um... Because salt makes things conductive, too. Mm-hmm, so it would yes. make a huge difference in the sound. Okay. She brought it up! <laughs> it's a dumb thing to say. Hey, Ahura, can you, like... Run it through water and salt. Yeah, think it about the sense. ocean. I mean, they are think scientists. Filter out the ocean, <laughs> yeah. can you? No, actually filter in the oh, ocean. Oh, yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> I neither brought it up nor put it in the movie. I didn't even have a note oh. about that. Can we talk about how McCoy is basically trying to seduce Spock the whole... Yeah, he's like trying to he's bond, like, draping himself, like, and he's making so like we, uh, bedroom eyes. We shared a and... bed. Remember a, a brain? Do you remember that? Yeah. He's such no, a lounge lizard in these yeah. movies. He has literally nothing to do other than just like slink about in his open neck shirt. Yes. <laughs> is he wearing his cravat in this movie? Every, everybody is in the same mm-hmm. outfit they were in the yeah. last movie, yes. except Spock, who gets a bathrobe. Yeah, yeah. His he had a bathrobe and a new body. That one. At the end of the one before, I it. think it's yeah. a different bathroom. No, it's just, it's well, it had a hood, but it looked otherwise very similar. This one's made of terry cloth. Mm. I didn't yeah. have my face up again. Yeah, he's like he keeps so. trying to bond, and Spock's like, "Sorry, I don't remember anything." It's like I don't get it. No, McCoy is just like, "Let me slink closer." He's oh, a real loosey goosey type of man. <laughs> we see, uh, we see Majel Barrett in this. She's in the control in Her the very headquarters. last chapel. Yeah, yeah. Mm. She was. Um, is it, I don't she think it's actually doing, supposed to be Chapel. She's credited, yes it is. She's oh. credited as Commander Chapel. Oh. And she was yelling something about um, medical evacuations and oh. medical equipment. So she was doing something as a part of Starfleet Medical. Good job, so cool. Cotton, you She's her. the only person who gets <laughs> a promotion. A promotion. Yeah. Sulu is still the pilot. Yeah. Uhura is still radio secretary. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, Chapel arguably... Is- Chekhov did get a promotion. He was somebody's first officer, but he's been busted down to weapons guy. That's because his guy died. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, arguably, until the very end of this movie, none of them has a rank, so. Well, Kirk is still a captain. I mean, to his crew, but not officially. Do you think you would look poorly like, okay, you're doing hiring for a spaceship, and Chekhov's resume, like, flies across your desk. And you're looking, okay, yeah, he was on the Enterprise. They did a lot of crap. And then he was on, what was the ship that got destroyed in the other one? The Grissom. No, he was no, on no, the no. Grissom. It was he was the... on the other one. Yeah, it was the science vessel, the Great Grissom. No, he no. was not on the Grissom. He was on... <sighs> he was on the patrol one that was out doing ship patrol. Mm-hmm. Sure, whatever. Dead planet. Uh, oh, the USS Reliant. Too Bad For oh, You. Yeah. 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 Anyways, USS Too Bad For You. Oh, and you were the first officer. Dang. I mean, that's pretty good. Oh, I mean, well, a smaller, smaller command, and that's fine. Is and he then definitely a commander in that movie rather yes, than a lieutenant commander? He's the first officer. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, and then let's see what happened. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> so, your captain died, and you betrayed everyone, and your excuse was, there was a worm in my ear? I, mean, I feel like it's not an uncommon occurrence in the Star Trek <laughs> universe. I, mean, I feel like they're just like, yeah, okay. Maybe mm. some, like, 
like not downtime exactly. Mm. But like, like he hasn't yeah, he yeah, hasn't yeah. actually been demoted in this movie because this mm. movie follows immediately after the last. He hasn't one. been demoted, but would you guys hire him? I don't know. I guess we'll I feel see. like they're unions, so they don't get a choice. <laughs> I yeah, like, unless hire. they kick you out of Starfleet, you I pretty much hire most of these people. <laughs> really? <laughs> but you're not Starfleet. Their their standards are different. Depends from what yours. I'm hiring them for, mm. and at what point in their careers, if and I'm, whether Gigolo is like a career. <laughs> I'm basically going to keep all of them away from any career where an option is mutiny. <laughs> well, to be fair, Spock for sure. Sulu and Chekhov are often like. Wow, the captain's acting really weird. Slash Bok is acting really weird. Slash someone else is acting really weird. And this seems really weird. What they're asking us to do is pretty much bullshit. Should we say so? No. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Gotta keep those uh, those promotion lanes open. <laughs> Joke's on you guys. <laughs> Joke's on you. Are they oh. in their 50s at this point? What? How old are these actors? I don't know. Yeah, they must be at least. They must be at least in their 50s. And they are still, like, at the... Bottom of the career ladder. Yeah, yeah. But they like it there. They're yeah. comfy. Do you, oh, I mean, it was it was the flagship too, so promotions mm. don't work quite the same way. Yeah, but surely to goodness they'd be getting their own command at fifty. We've well, not everybody does get a command. We've talked about Riker before and his mm. absolute yeah. Yeah. refusal to take a promotion. But that was mm-hmm. like seven years versus. Ooh, 20? Well, yeah. okay, Kirk didn't have the Enterprise those whole 20 years. He only had it for the last 10. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Sulu is still a pilot. Yeah, yeah, but he's on he's a senior a pilot. Uh, no. Ah. No, he's not even senior pilot. <laughs> he doesn't seem to care, so I don't care. And How do he, we know he's not he gets a command. He does get a command later in, like, the next movie or the one after. The one after, the next I think. One. What's the next it's, one about? The next one's the last one, isn't it? No, there's two more. Oh, God. Two more? Yeah. This one made a ton of money, by the, the way. Next it one? was the highest grossing Star Trek film before What's the next it came out. What do you mean there's because two more? There's six original Trek movies. This. Yeah. I like how we're also having two separate conversations <laughs> in the middle of a Search podcast. Search for Spock, <laughs> incidentally, was direct to video. What? Really? Mm-hmm. So a lot of the success of this one might have been, finally, it's back in theaters. Mm. It was direct to video? Yeah. Are you joking? Nope. I it's in the memory it. alpha. Yeah. It's, I mean, fair. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Uh, it sold super fucking well, though. So. I mean, yeah, I also believe that. I, so far, Search for Spock has been my favorite of the bunch of them. I'm sorry, are you talking about the one we just saw? No, the last one? The one before this one. Yeah. The third that one. That was your favorite. So far. Oh, Kim. <laughs> anyway, okay, don't yeah, take this we have two more. Way, <laughs> and this is an expression that my dad likes to use a lot. Um, you have taste buds in your asshole. <laughs> Thank you for not screaming. It's beautiful. No, that is disturbing and disgusting. <laughs> it's a bad visual to think about for more than a second. Yeah. But I um, don't know, like, even better than Wrath of, Wrath of Khan. Oh, yeah. This is... Yes. Oh, there's... Okay. Um, yeah, there's two more. There's the the super fucking bananas one. Um, Final Which one Frontier. do they go find God? That's the next one. Oh, mm. no. And the last is Undiscovered Country, which is great. Uh, it is. It's pretty great. I don't think I've seen either of those two. No, You're in for a treat. <laughs> because the next one is totally crazy, but there's some great character shit, so I don't cool. care that much. Oh, we only have one movie left. Nope, two more. Okay. But let's wrap up this one. Yeah. So, yeah, so everyone's like, yeah, time travel. Let's just do it. Spock calculates variables from memory. Mm. Because sure. Okay. Why not? So nonsensey. Yeah. Um, 
they have the weird hallucination thing and but ah they're in 1986 no problem why were there garbage men because this part because, because they were picking up the garbage from the park and they needed yeah. somebody to comically freak out? They usually, I don't know. And do garbage men work at night? I think they would be. Do, okay, yeah. if I was living adjacent to that park and there were garbage oh, trucks. Oh, no one lives adjacent to that park. Through, is it a bad park? No, it's just a big, it's a state park. It's not like like a neighborhood park. Yeah, like but gate someone and, lives by a park. No, that's that's like, that's, I mean, I mean, first of all, this, this isn't actually Golden Gate Park where this was filmed. This is like mm-hmm. Will Rogers Park something something. But Golden Gate Park is like, you. it's a drive to get there. It's like, it's, there's a view, but it's not like a park next to a suburban neighborhood. I know that. Yes, yes, I do, actually. <laughs> How many times have you seen this movie? Several, but I've also been to Golden Gate Park. It's not it like... good. I don't think I would watch it for the rest of my life. I, when it's on, I watch it. I love this movie. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, Golden Gate Park isn't like a neighborhood park with a swing mm-hmm. set. It's a big park. Really? Because um, it came off like a neighborhood park. That's because the one they filmed it in was not actually Golden Gate Park. <laughs> Um, yeah, so the, the, the poor garbage men, who mm-hmm. are probably going to need a lot of therapy after this, mm-hmm. and super dating themselves because they're complaining about what there was wanting a toaster oven. <laughs> yeah. It's 1986, kids, just in case you weren't sure. It felt very Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Very yeah. much so. Right? That's, I thought, like, the turtles were going to pop out or something. Yeah. Just, yeah. It w- that, yeah, that kind of weird... Again, I think that I might be mixing it up with the gross, gross, dripping aesthetic of the Teenage Mutant Ninja yeah. Turtle movies. Because it definitely wasn't that disgusting no. like, compared to those. It was disgusting. very 80s, but it wasn't like... Oozing. Sewers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair, fair, fair. So we get out of the ship in Golden Gate Park, and they Kirk like, hands out a checklist, which I love. I love it when he's handing out money. Yeah, he's literally <laughs> handing out money. He's like, okay, so three jobs. Someone has to get the whale tank so we can... Beam the whales into the spaceship and fly back into the future. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, someone has to find the nuclear stuff to fix the engine because going back in time damaged it. And someone has to get the whales. Mm-hmm. And break. <laughs> Where did they get the money from? Kirk sold his glasses. That was the antiquing. Yeah. For, for how much? $100. $100. And he Did asked the guy, go a lot further back well, then? Well, he asked the guy, is that a lot? And the guy goes, eh? <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> and so he just hands everyone a but couple y- bills. But the answer to your question, Karina, is yes, money went further. $100 would have been quite a, quite an amount. Well, no, it's not like 1960s. Like, how much did it cost to get on the bus? for a Okay, day. so the equivalent, $100 in 1986 is about $221 in 2017. That's not that much. No, but it would, like, it was better than if they were. he was handing out, like, $15 to each team. But, but they have your, to take, like, bus fares. Yeah, but your bus fare would have been, like, 50 cents. Oh, less in the 80s, I would think, yeah. Yeah, it would have gone a lot further. Like, I remember getting on the bus for a dollar. Mm-hmm. I remember getting on for 75 cents. Oh, yeah, 75 cents. Concession. Anyway, yeah. It's basically a day trip where you're handing the kitties some spending yeah. money. So That's that exactly what it was. In fact, at one point when he's, like, going into the antique shop to, like, sell the glasses, they're all just sort of standing awkwardly around, like, yeah. the space nerds that they are. And he's like, just break up a little bit. Be cool. They be cool, more, guys. They get more awkward. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's like that Brooklyn Nine-Nine yes, moment where he's yeah. yeah. How does one adult? Yeah. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> Uh, in quick su- succession, yeah, so they have to get money because they don't use money in the future because Earth is a socialist utopia, and also almost get hit by car. Mm. So that's great. You guys are competent adults. I'm sure you'll save the Earth. Which I was like, do they not have any form of cars in the future? Like, is How this do a- people get from point A to point B? Yeah, yeah, never- is this a confusing we don't transporters see- and shuttlecraft, with none of which require traditional And a hell of a lot of public transit. Like- we actually, we see public transit in, well... 
We see it in Voyager, I know for sure. And you see some city shots, but you don't really see cars. Mm. You see San Francisco a lot in later mm. series. Like, they love San Francisco, and they love CGing San Francisco into the future. <laughs> yeah, you don't see a lot of individual vehicles. vehicles mm. Which makes sense, I mean. Mm-hmm. The uh, grounds of Starfleet Academy and um, Starfleet Headquarters and the San Francisco and the shows are always just people walking around yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, so they find some whales, and we get the amazing scene of Uhura and Chekhov standing on a street corner asking for directions (laughs) to the nuclear vessels in Chekhov's hilarious Russian accent. Asking a police officer. Asking a police officer who just stands there and stares at them. Yeah. To be fair, wouldn't you just assume that they were drunks? (laughs) I mean, maybe. Right? Yeah, you would. Yeah. Uh, the Cetacean Institute is actually the Monterey Bay Aquarium, mm. uh, um, which yeah, does gonna, not itself have whales. I was going to ask if it was the aquarium from Finding Dory. Aww. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. Aww. Aww. I haven't seen Finding Dory. <gasps> it's cute! It's so cute! You should go watch it. It's, like, emotionally manipulative, but... Oh, that's yeah. what I get out of it, yeah. Yeah, and we, yeah. Get the, we get our first, like, whale PSA, because she actually gives most of the tour before they interrupt it. Mm-hmm. So the whales were... There were some elect- animatronics, right? Oh, some, yeah. some animatronic-ass yeah. whales. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's also some footage, but it's not like they went out and filmed real whales. Okay, so when we're in the aquarium and they're getting the tour, there's two things that we need to talk about. Yes. One... All the footage that they do actually show on screen of whales being slaughtered, Ugh. which was yeah. gross. Yeah. Two, the nun on the tour. I liked her. <laughs> I liked her too. Nuns <laughs> deserve nice things what? too. I'm, just not, I'm not anti-nun in this situation. It was just like, there's the a tour, nun. and right in the front, full habit nun. And I'm just like, so why? Because wh- that's a character. So this was, a, this was uh, the extras for this scene were crowd cast, so they just like grabbed the first like 20 people that came... And they were like, mm, we need some color. So I think what they probably did is they just went into the Paramount costume stores <laughs> and went, mm, none. Yeah. Nuns pop. Yeah, yeah nuns true. pop on screen. It always looks good. They're endearing. Yeah. You're like, oh, it's a nun out for a day in the town. That's about yeah. your experience about nuns. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, so we get the, the whole tour, which is like the fact that whales aren't fish. And then I was like, oh, right, this was 1986. This may not have actually been common Free knowledge. Free Willy hadn't been out yet. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> No willies had been freed. Yeah. And Spock no. is... Spock yes. has... Spock yes. has... Give me that, Kim. Give me that. It's yeah. good. Spock has no chill. It's he good. is totally incapable of blending in. He's the worst at it. And yet somehow fits in perfectly with the whole it 80s San Francisco San aesthetic. Francisco. Yeah. Like, you're like, oh, yes, I ha- I know this guy. Yeah. He's a guru. He's yeah. the head yeah. of the cult that lives up in the hills. Like, Not even weird. Him. Yeah. Or, he, as, you know, Kirk said, yeah, he, he did a lot of LDS. LDS. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the day. He straight up interrupts the tour because she's like, so they basically hunted humpback whales to extinction. And he straight up interrupts the tour with to hunt a species to extinction is not logical. And she's like, who the fuck said the human race was logical? Yeah. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but it was definitely implied. Mm -hmm. Because she's so angry throughout this entire movie. And I really like that about her. It's pretty wonderful. Mm -hmm. Uh, We get... Oh, yeah, we get our first Navy scene. They finally find the ship. This was filmed on the USS Ranger, and they actually had the cooperation of the Navy. So a lot of yes. the scenes with the officers are actual. When you get to the end, a lot of the officers are actually, like, they're credited as, like, yeah. like Lieutenant Dan, yeah. and you're, like, first petty officer, Sergeant Marks, or yeah. something like that. Like, it was real, real naval That's officers. Nice. Yeah. That's a nice yeah. touch. Yeah. I love the puppy on the Navy ship. Yeah. yeah the little bomb-sniffing dog. 
Not you, Pico. You're Some dogs dog. are useful. <laughs> Not our dog. Yeah, so Spock runs away from the tour to mind meld with the whales in his underpants. <laughs> So great. I love this scene so yes. much. Um, both because of the little old lady who's like, because she's talking about whale song, and then everyone in the tour, because she's got her back to the tank, and everyone in the tour is like, what the fuck, who's that guy in the tank? And this little old lady, who clearly is out on some kind of day trip from her nursing home, is like, maybe they're talking to that man! <laughs> <laughs> that was, yeah, give that woman an award. <laughs> Uh, and then when he climbs out, Spock again has zero chill mm-hmm. in the on the literal entire planet of the Earth, uh, because basically we've he did not like ask about this like him mind melting with the whales was not in the plan. Spock just decided fuck this I'm going rogue because he has to ask their permission. Well, yes, yeah, it's a good plan. it is a very yeah, good plan. It's honestly, a very good plan. We've seen him mind meld with weirder things. Yeah, this Walls, is this is definitely on the carpets. low end of the weirdness scale. Pizza carpets, yeah. Pizza monsters. Rocks. <laughs> yes. Literal rocks. Yep. Um, and Spark joins in the whale PSA, which I also really enjoyed. Mm. But, like, yeah, the whales are cool with it. You're going to take us to the future where no one fucking kills us? Awesome, let's go. Great. And this is where she sort of twigs that they're, there's something fucking weird about these guys. Yeah. yeah. And then she stalks them and hunts them down. Mm-hmm. So that's great. They also get this Kirk. Kirk is really pretty cool about, like, brain-missing Spock throughout most of this movie, but he becomes progressively more upset when the movie, can, like, the story continues and Spock doesn't really seem to be coming back mm. the way he wants him to be. Like, he's the most okay with everything, or at least he's acting like he's okay with everything, but, like, Spock keeps being a stranger and keeps being a stranger and keeps being a stranger. Mm. And... Is like there he a keeps... moment where he figures it out? I know at the end he's like, these are my friends, I guess. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. basically it. Is that it? it? But he, does he ever, like, really remember all that he is? Later on. Like, not a lot. So. Yeah, he kind of starts, but not, not yeah. fully yeah. spot. Yeah, but he's, he's on his way by the time the movie is over, but, like, it takes a while and he has false starts by yeah. the dozen. Because Kirk keeps being like, okay, do you remember when you could lie? Like, <laughs> that was great. Could you start doing that again? <laughs> it's really helpful. Because I'm really embarrassed to be seen with you right now. Lying <laughs> is hard. But the whole truck scene with them, yeah. with Jillian sitting in the truck, and they're like, dinner, Italian, yes, no, no, yes, yes, yeah. no. Yeah, because he literally has no idea what she's talking about. <laughs> and then he's just like, no, and walks back off to the spaceship in the park. Yeah. He's pretty great. Mm-hmm. He's pretty great. I'm going to be like, guys, just a heads up, I'm going to be asking a little while what your life lesson is about this movie. Mm-hmm. And some of you are going to have to dig deep. So mm-hmm. this is your five minute warning. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I think, think it I saved the whale's okay. cream. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say. This movie is not subtle about its messaging. Right there! Lesson! Save, save the, the whales! whales. <laughs> yeah. Also, okay. the, the dinner conversation has one of my very favorite Kirk lines in the entirety of Star Trek canon. Uh-huh. Because she keeps asking him straight fucking direct questions and he dodges them like some kind of acrobat mm-hmm. in a really bad polyester suit. Um... And He's still wearing that thing. He is. He was, yeah. Didn't you watch T.J. Hooker? What was that about? He was, no I idea. He was a cop. Oh. Probably. Okay. Because <laughs> um, apparently they had to, like, delay filming of this for many times because of T.J. Hooker. And every time I hear that or see that 
you know, combination of words, mm-hmm. it makes me burst into laughter. <laughs> Are you just picturing, like, Kirk, International Space Hooker? Hooker? Yes. That's I exactly mean, what I am picturing, yeah. but, like, 80 Shatner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we get this conversation, which was one of my very favorite Star Trek things they do over and over again, which is one of the future people talking to a past person and trying to, like, get them to do something without actually revealing the fact that they're from the future, but hinting like crazy because it's so cool and they can't help themselves. <laughs> um, because she keeps asking him direct questions and he's dodging them. And he uses the line later on, because he tells her he's from Iowa. Mm. And later on yeah. she's like, you're from outer space. He's like, no, I'm from Iowa. I just work in outer space. <laughs> it's a good line. It, it is, is a great I would argue that that's one of the best lines in the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Can we also talk about the plexiglass factory? <laughs> yeah, where Scotty destroys the timeline. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so here's an interesting thing. Or helps it along. Here's the thing. There is a novelization, which I have not read, mm. but Memory Alpha is really generous with the details. Um, <laughs> that uh, So they go to this plexiglass factory to get plexiglass for the whale tank they're building in their time traveling spaceship is just so great um and to convince this guy to give them free plexiglass because they have no money because they're basically space hobos right now how did they get in there oh they he lied they lied mm-hmm. oh, they walked like... up and they said so this is professor scott from scotland he's <laughs> he's here to, to tour your facility and study Shocked your that no whatever one was like that's yeah not a legitimate scottish accent <laughs> well how would an american know Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he basically bribes him by giving him the formula for something called transparent aluminum. Um, and Bones, once this dude has accepted the bribe knowing he'll be a billionaire, uh, sort of whispers to Scotty, won't that fuck up the timeline? And in the movie, Scotty says, how do we know he didn't invent it? And in the novelization, they actually check and it turns out that he did invent it. Neither of them is entirely certain that he had invented it before, but... Um, the the book heavily hints that he was supposed to all along. So we get another of my favorite Star Trek things, the circular timeline. <laughs> um, so this scene for me, I really loved Scotty on the computer <laughs> trying to voice activate it, yes. trying to use the mouse yeah, as a microphone. Yeah, yeah. And then when the guy is just like, just fucking type yeah. him gently finger pecking only to pull up massively complicated yeah. diagrams and formulas. Which reminded me of, and I think it was a callback, Voyager used it as a callback, there's yeah. a scene when Janeway travels back in time yeah. in 1996, and she sits down and she's trying to hack, like, hack into a computer, and she starts off, like, gently, like, you can't actually see what I'm doing, but I'm mo- mo- motioning, Hunt like, and pecking, Hunt yeah. and pecking. You're and then, mom typing. Yes. And then, by the end, she's, like, typing away, Touch like, super like fast, crazy. and Chakotay is like, wow, you picked that up fast. <laughs> Uh, the other awesome it's thing... It's not how that works. No, it's really it not. But that's not what even a little bit. reminded me of, and I'm fairly certain that the Voyager one is supposed to be a callback to, it, it to a hunt is. and peck and then sure. to do complicated work yeah. on a computer. The other great I, thing about this is that transparent aluminum is now a real thing. Ooh, that's exciting. Uh, it was released, invented, whatever. The articles first started coming out about it in 2016. It's only last year. Huh. It's a ceramic alloy called aluminum oxynitride, which I probably mispronounced. But yeah. I'd have to look that up because yeah. that sounds fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say, though, I love this computer scene from, you know, our perspective of future yeah. time because it isn't that weird to talk to your computer no, now. No, no. But yeah. remembering back in time, that was really weird to talk to it your computer. Also, OK Computer is a great Radiohead album. <laughs> also, the computers in this movie are hopelessly backwards. The one in his office is like an Apple II. Yeah. I was like, aww. Sad little computer. Again, yeah. they just go antiquing. Yeah. In so many ways. Yeah. yeah. 
No, it, it wraps up nicely. Everyone has their bit. Everyone gets to do something. This is the one where Ahura does a sexy dance, right? No. No. Ahura doesn't do a whole hell of a lot, to be no. honest. What she is her task? She follows Chekhov to the submarine. She's on yeah. team two. Yeah. They, they she steal some the, She sits stuff. there where they collect some stuff. Then she beams out. Yeah. She doesn't do anything again. Well, I mean, she does the one thing. Yeah. What's the one thing? That. She but she's a... tagging along with Chekhov and the well, whole... Well, I mean, Chekhov is the... she's the one who completed the mission. Chekhov mm-hmm. is the centerpiece of the bit, though, because he's the one who... He, it's, it's his hilarious new, uh, Russian accent mm-hmm. in, during the Cold War, yeah. Yeah. and it's him being chased and captured on the ship. It's his bit. Yeah. Or is yeah. just there. Yeah, well, she no, does I mean, not get a lot of... No, I, I mean, she doesn't... Do. She yeah. doesn't, but I also don't want to diminish the fact that she's the one who completed the fucking mission. Well, yes. Sure, like, but she wasn't no... given much to do, but damn, did she do it. Yeah. There's no beat for her. No. She didn't get a lot of... There, she didn't even hold the th- the collection device up to the reactor. Mm-hmm. She just sat there. Maybe yeah. she was trying to avoid radiation poisoning. <laughs> They're all impotent. Let's be fair. Yeah, that I think is the one failing, at least in the movies that we see. At least in the last movie, she had a little bit. Mm-hmm. To she had herself. a part in the heist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. to herself. Even even to though do. she was like written off the screen for like yeah. a good third yeah. of the movie, yeah. she wasn't there. But like she had like a scene. Yeah, yeah. she had some character stuff. Yeah, whereas in this one, I don't think she gets much to I do. I can't remember if she has more in the last two, but I guess we'll There's, find at out. At some point, she's going to do a real awkward sexy dance. No. A seduction sexy dance. Not that I recall. Oh, it's going to happen. <laughs> you, okay. Uh, yes. Uh, yes, I'm sure. You're not this. misremembering something from the series where she's nope. forced to do a sexy dance? Nope. Or she's singing to Spock? Nope. Okay, yeah, she's going to do actually... a sexy dance. I have no memory. feel bad about it. I have zero memory of a sexy dance in the movies. <laughs> you probably could blocked it out then. Yeah. Maybe, but... Okay. I mean... We will wait for this. Yeah. We're all I guess on, we'll see. We're all on sexy dance watch. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the, the interrogation scene with Chekhov, which is... Mm-hmm. So... 1969, the Stargate episode. I know we talked about this in the, the, the original series episode where Kirk gets interrogated by the Army, Air okay. Force... And I'm never sure whether the 1969 scene, which is definitely a riff on one of these two scenes, like whether it's the Kirk one or whether it's the Chekhov one, because the Chekhov one is way funnier. Because that's a niche reference. <laughs> the interrogation scene where he's sitting with like the, I guess he's supposed to be a Navy guy. This is from Stargate. Yeah, the 1969 episode. Yeah. And it's Jack O'Neill? Yes. Like he gives his name as James T. Kirk, but the content of the <laughs> scene. Yeah. <laughs> I, do, I don't remember this. When in doubt. Mm-hmm. Always yeah. just pretend you're Kirk. Always, always. Yeah. It worked yeah. out pretty well for him, really. It does. Um. So, yeah. This is a great film. We enjoyed it, except for Kim. It was okay. <laughs> Nobody died. Mm-hmm. Nobody died. Nobody Not died. a single person died. I had nothing to do while watching this film. <laughs> you poor thing. Um, Ari, what was your count? My count? I I'm, I'm curious for this one, because I feel like not a lot of, other than Jillian, not a lot of other women Jillian, characters. Jillian, who mm-hmm. I kept writing down, is just I Heart Whales. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair, fair. Which, you know, I think that's totally fair. Mm-hmm. Can I just say that... We saw two other captains and the head of Starfleet. Yes. And they were all people of color. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. We, <laughs> we talk about the the court scene where they were like, so you were back here on gigantic mutiny charges, but we're going to fill of them, except 
punishing Kirk by demoting him to captain, which is what he wanted the whole time. Mm -hmm. Which, quite frankly, he is old and should be taken off active duty. (laughs) Yes. He is a liability to the entire Federation. I guess there's also an argument to be made, though, that at least as long as he's on a starship, someone can keep an eye on him. Or they can blow him up if they need to. Or that. Like, Um, maybe that's the best place for him. And we we get our second Enterprise. Yeah, the Enterprise A. The Enterprise A. Okay, so I the C is Rachel Garrett. Yeah. We all know everything after that. Who had the B? Uh, Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I'm, I'm head tilting. I have no memory of this. This, this, is gen- this is Generations, the Enterprise B. Everything will be ready on Thursday. And Cameron right. from Ferris Bueller's Day Off is, is the captain. Oh, yeah. Everything Kirk, will be ready Kirk on Thursday, up. guys. And it blows up? No, uh, uh, it gets no. hit. Or blow it up? It, it gets hit by the Nexus and Kirk disappears and he is lost. If I can't have it, no one can. (laughs) Essentially. Basically, yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's the B. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember. Rachel Garrett gets the C, Picard gets the D and the E. And that's as far as it does get. (laughs) No! (laughs) I feel like they should have the context corner and we should have the subtext corner. Absolutely. I just thought of a dirty joke layer to add to that. And I don't know if I should give it to you now because I'm not sure you deserve it. Please do. Arguably, Kirk, uh, Picard, if anyone, he gets the QD. No. The number of t- <laughs> come on. There's no. an entire like journal documenting the like Q's seduction of Jean-Luc Picard and how half the time they're on screen together, Picard is in his tiny little short short pajamas. No. I'm just saying. Anyway. No. You're banned. Get out. <laughs> You're off this podcast. Uh-huh. Good Leave. luck. So so yeah, my count. Uh, 38 women on screen. Honestly, this is probably low because they're in a city and I lost track of oh, yeah, There's lots of nuns talking. There's Old also people. a surprising number of nuns. 10 women with speaking surprising parts. Amount of nuns. Yeah. <laughs> Star Trek The Journey Home. A surprising amount of nuns. I mean, I mean, a nun is always surprising. It's surprising. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. Uh, 10 women with speaking parts, which is the highest number we've had since motion picture. Mm. Uh, 35 people of color, again, probably lower than the actual, and 7 people of color with speaking parts. Mm. Most notably, Admiral Jake, uh, Bensisko's dad. Alright. Um, performance of the episode, Kim. The animatronic whales. <laughs> Kim! That's mean! They, they were very convincing whales. Kim! <laughs> you can't even say that in a non-sarcastic tone of voice. Choose again! No, I was thinking with the whales. Kidney lady. Kidney lady? She regretted <gasps> Kidney lady! Yes, it was kidney lady. She was so thrilled. <laughs> she got her one line. I can't give it to Grace and Georgie. George and Gracie. It's going to kidney lady. <laughs> Is that a Netflix series? That's the whales. <laughs> the whales. Okay. Oh boy. I think it's Grace and Frankie. Yeah, yeah. Like that. Grace, George and Gracie. No, that's the Netflix series. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And who's on first? <laughs> <laughs> All right, performance of the episode. Uh, Catherine Hicks. Who's that? Jillian Taylor. Oh, seventh, seventh Heaven Mom. Yes. Uh, Elise? Same. Now that headcanon accepted Elise, right? it's definitely going to Seventh Heaven Mom. <laughs> yeah. For sure. She's charming. She's funny. She holds her own against those two giant egomaniacs. <laughs> like, and she's engaging. And I get her. And you cheer her when she leaves her shitty present behind. Yeah, yes. she wins this movie. She gets everything she wanted and loses nothing. Huh. Yeah. She gets and the whales. She gets a future. Yeah, she, this is this is a story. To go to the future. Yeah, yeah, this is a story that doesn't end with you coming home from the adventure. It ends with her setting off on the adventure, mm-hmm. which is amazing. She's the reverse Frodo. Yeah. 
Huh. And I have a question before we, we finish. Okay. If someone came back in time from a socialist utopia science fiction future and offered you the chance to travel back and leave this world behind, would you take it? What's it look like? Like Star Trek. Like, is it gross and oily like I remember it? It's like Star Trek, Queen. But, like, which Star Trek and how oily? Well, it's a perfect socialist utopia with no poverty and no war. Lots of jumpsuits. Yes, Except, but... Just no poverty and no war in the Federation or everywhere? You get to go to Earth to start with. Earth gets blown up a lot. Never in Star Trek. Hmm. At least... Um, do we get to transplant all the people we know? Yeah. Yes, that's my question. Yeah. Or is it I just think, you? I think for the for the context of this, we'd have to say no, just you. Oh, that's less fun. And I can't come back? Because I would certainly go visit. I mean, the argument could be made that it's certainly possible to go back. Yeah. You already have gone back. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I think I choose not to abandon my entire life because I have people and things in it that I would miss. Mm-hmm. Although I would like to visit the future. Mm-hmm. Ari? 100% visit. Maybe stay. If I was older, probably stay. Like, mm-hmm. if I was old. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. It's like my same argument for, like, you know, moving to Mars. It's like, am I old already? Yeah, sure. I don't care if I come not? back. <laughs> Depends. I want a lot more stats about the future. Like, what's well, going to be my living situation? I'm assuming it's, like, like Earth of the 23rd or 24th century. An allowance? Mm-hmm. Like, what am I expected to do if in it's, the future? If it's, if it's Star Trek Earth of the, like, 23rd or early 24th century, you get all of that stuff. Yeah. Because like, it's a socialist utopia where everything mm-hmm. is provided and all of your wishes are granted. But you do have to wear a romper. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wasn't setting that as a condition, but for me it also would not be a deal breaker. No, I'd be fine with it. Fuck I'd be yeah, let's go. romper. Yeah. Yeah, you'd be a fuzzy, delightful man-toddler, but... (laughs) That's not a good cut on me. No, if if a condition of going back in time is that I have to wear a romper, I'm definitely out. No rompers allowed. No, and plus I want to tear them off of everyone I saw. (laughs) I feel like that would probably be fun. I'd go around with a giant pair of scissors and be like, no, these don't get to be one thing. They are two things. And I'd snip around the waist. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so if I'm allowed to go into the future with a pair of scissors, fine. <laughs> I'm not taking any of you with me. You can come, Elise. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not taking either of you with me. <laughs> it's not the future I want. <laughs> hey, listeners. Which is a title I bestow on you because you are, after all, still listening to me speak. If you like us, like Star Trek, like the show, or any combination of the three, do us a favor and subscribe to and rate us on iTunes so that other people can like us too. You can also tweet about us or tumble about us or whatever verb word that describes the social media platform of your choice. If it helps, we both like and appreciate you.